Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Mission Log Supplemental, Episode 55, Checking In with Rod Roddenberry. Mission Log Co-Host Audition Files, Take 147. Well, yeah, look, I, I agree. People enjoy your intros and bumper segments, but I'm just not sure that you're right to be a co-host. I've got a top-of-the-line processor and detailed files on story techniques, and I can name every episode of all the Star Trek series, not just Booby Trap. All right, well, that is impressive. However, I do not care for the love boat. <sighs> this is not going to work out. Fine. Pick some ugly bag of mostly water instead of me. So welcome to a supplemental edition of Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. I'm John Champion, and yes, even in the title I said it's a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast, and oddly enough, I'm joined by the namesake of that show, Rod Roddenberry, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. I see you around every now and then. So every it's now nice and then. for you to drop by. Every and, now uh, and then. Well, you know, I mean, it's, you guys, you know, since since we put this all together, you know, it's just been which, in a machine. You guys have been doing great. It it's fantastic. feels like a week ago. It feels like a decade ago. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Um, yeah. I, I think partly because, well, you and I were talking about this earlier. The format really hasn't changed. We, mm -hmm. we all mm -hmm. felt really confident about the format. It just is what it is. It kind of runs itself. You know, well, a ton um, of hard work on your end, but the format, you know, I yeah. was a stickler for the format and not to say you guys weren't, you mm -hmm. guys were definitely mm -hmm. as well, but it was important to me. I, I, and I was only, listen, I'm not a professional in this area. I'm not a podcaster. So the format was something that we all felt very confident about. You definitely were uh, a, a champion for the format. And I, the point of that was not to sort of pat ourselves on the back, but just to say that because we have stuck to that format for so long, it just feels natural. It just feels second nature. So a show that we did seven years ago feels like a show I did a week ago. So it, it, right. it, it feels brand new. It also feels like I've been doing it forever and ever. Right, right. Yeah, no, I, I, I know nothing about podcasting. I, I know a tiny bit more now, but I mm -hmm. certainly didn't know anything then. But I did know from what I, what I liked in podcasts that I heard is, I mean, format. I, I like to know yeah. when things were coming. Sure. And so I, I can get into the routine and I know, oh, th now they're going to get into the comedy or now they're going to get into yeah. the analysis or now they're going to get into. And, and I, for me, since I just didn't know anything else, that's what I really wanted for this. And, yeah. and you guys nailed it. And it's exactly what I want. I've, I've, I think I've said this every time you guys have interviewed me. I am a genuine fan of the show. That's nice. I mean, I, 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 I listen to it because I have to, but I listen to it yeah. because I want to. Yeah. I, I enjoy it. And sometimes a little bit behind, like right now. Yeah. Uh, what was the episode I just watched? Uh, just, uh, not adversary. The one after Profit Motive. Anyhow. Uh, yeah, that one. So I'm a bit behind. You've okay. got about 10 episodes on me. Anyhow, okay. Um, by the way, what other podcasts do you listen to regularly? Uh, Mac Geek Geb. Okay. Mac OS Ken. Yep. 
um, I don't listen to any of the the scripted stuff. I'm not yeah, into the either. stories. I'm not into the murder stuff. I'm not yeah. really into that. Um, and it's it's sort of time. Of course, Trek files. Of course, uh, and sure, I, I, I actually sure, yeah. haven't listened to that much of. But I've started picking up more of uh, uh, Star Trek Daily News. Yeah, Daily Star Trek News. Daily Star Trek great. News. I, um, I love it that in, in like literally ten minutes, it's just everything I need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so so. Uh, but I, it's it's time, right? It's yeah. When you sit in a car and when you can listen to yeah. it. It's weird though. I find myself where I will, I'll save a bunch of podcasts because I subscribe to a, a wide variety of shows, but then I'll binge a certain type of show over a couple of weeks and then kind of ignore that category and then go listen to a bunch of another type of show for a while. So I don't just jump around. It's I, I find it hard to get into podcasts. And, and yeah. even with some TV shows, there's yeah, a lot sure. of TV shows out there that are great and people rave about them. Yeah. I am. Is it, is it lack of patience? Probably lack of patience. Um, Breaking Bad. Everyone's just going to boo me after saying this. I still haven't seen Breaking Bad because I've I tried to watch any the, of it. Okay. Like yeah. you and I are the only yeah, two yeah. people in yeah. probably the world. Oh, right. Um, I watched the first two episodes and it was hard to get through. Yeah. And I'm sure that if I put effort in and watch two or three more episodes, I'll be like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. Right. But you have to go down there. Same thing with podcasts. Yeah. Um, I, I listen to an episode, maybe two. And if, I, if it doesn't grab me right away, I'm mm -hmm. eh, not for me. Yeah. But, yeah. but there are ones out there that I'm sure if I gave it a little bit yeah. more, I would, I would see the light. I also find that for myself, because I mean, I, I work in fiction. Mm -hmm. I'm doing mission log. I'm doing Trek files. I'm doing mission log live. I'm surrounded by Star Trek stuff. So my viewing and listening habits outside of this tend to be nonfiction. Mm -hmm. I tend to gravitate toward, uh, you know, science shows, documentaries, things that are, are just outside of this. I don't right, want to get right. sucked into another, you know, universe building right. epic uh, thing. That's why Partly, I feel like I never got into uh, Game of Thrones. I still haven't watched it. Oh, wow. It. Okay. I, you okay. know? Yeah. Okay. Even yeah, I weird. got onto that one. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that makes sense, though. I, I actually, time, though, I don't even know where you get the time. Because I know I how much time either. you put into this. Yeah. And I know you've got plenty of other things in your life. So I don't know where you listen to things. Well, it, it's weird. I, I find now that uh, what I'll do, like on a Monday night, I'm putting together um, uh, the Trek Files. Tuesday, of course, is a big work day trying yeah. to get Mission Log Live out there. It usually comes down to like laying in bed at midnight watching a short format documentary or a cooking show. Oh, wow. That's, a cooking that, show. Okay. that's my wind down kind of entertainment, okay. you know. Um, look, it, it, this is, this whole show today is going to be very freeform. Mm -hmm. Um, we, we don't have set segments as much as we were just talking about how much we like a show with, with format uh, structure, <laughs> you know, <laughs> format. We're not going to do that today. And uh, I'll be very honest with you and with our audience. Um, I don't have a good transition for any of this stuff. I feel like we just have to go into it. The only thing that I thought going into this today was I don't want to end on a down note. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I want to get this stuff out of the way up front. Yeah. And, and then we're going to talk about other things after that. But the, the, the elephant in the room. But it's important. Yeah. The thing that we have to talk about, this has been a hell of a month. Mm -hmm. And uh, I tend to ask myself, have we gotten to a point where, well, first of all, Star Trek is an older property. Mm -hmm. Star Trek is 50 plus years old. And, and it's just the nature of that age that we have been losing people. We will continue to lose people mm -hmm. the older the Star Trek property gets. 
But we also live in an age where there's just a lot more stuff. There's a lot more entertainment. There are a lot more celebrities. And there's a lot more immediate uh, news and reaction when anything major happens. Mm -hmm. But this, the, the last couple of weeks have just felt like a kick in the ass. Yeah. Um, Michael okay. J. Pollard, who played Jan in the TOS episode Miri. Of course, uh, I remember him probably most famously from Bonnie and Clyde. He was he's just a very distinctive character actor. Robert Walker Jr., who played Charlie in the TOS episode Charlie X. Mm -hmm. And then he came back for uh, Of Gods and Men. He did the fan film. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, right. yeah, playing Charlie yeah. as like a 60-something-year-old man. Um, and then, uh, boy, just within the last week and a half as of this recording, we lost Dorothy, we lost Rene Aubergenois, mm -hmm. and Marina Sirtis' husband, Michael Lamper. And I just, I want to focus on those three for a minute, not because the other two were any less important, but I felt those more acutely. We can only speak to the people that we yeah. were connected, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah. in fact, I didn't, you know, obviously before this interview or our discussion today, I, 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 I knew about it, but mm -hmm. I didn't even know about those other two actors losing them until, yeah. until we spoke before. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you're right. I was, I couldn't believe we've lost as much as we have. Yeah. And you and I, uh, knew these, these former three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, it, it is obviously different when you know someone and, and I'm not trying to say, uh, um, I, I, I'm feeling anything more than anyone else. We all mm. are feeling it and, 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 and kind of, uh, dealing with this in our own way. And of course to their families and their loved ones are feeling it in a way that I, I, I can't understand the way they feel it. Um, yeah. uh, but it is, it is, uh, I, I don't want to just say a, a log line or something like it's tragic. It's sad. Of course it's tragic yeah. and sad. It's, it's, it's horrible, but, um, it, it is crazy to lose so many so quickly and you know, I, I, I don't. This is well. Well, here, let, let, let's. I, I don't think we need to find the right words. Well, it's not I, the right just, words. We just seem yeah. to be always losing the really good, good ones first. Not that anyone's yeah. bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know, when I think back to Renee, you mm -hmm. know, I remember him with my mother. He would come to my mother's parties. Yeah. And he was, you know, relatively close with her, and they had a mm. relationship, especially after doing the the Deep Space Nine episode. Yeah. And it was a friendship, and, and he always seemed to be such a sweet, sweet, sweet man. Um, Michael Lamper, I, I knew, obviously, through Marina. Yeah. When I was a little kid, when I was 13, working on the set. And he was this rocker with long, blonde hair, you know, <laughs> riding Harleys and stuff yeah. like that. And I was into sort of that stuff. And, you know, I kind of looked up to him and thought he was, like, the coolest guy ever. And I remember Marina and him inviting me out to, I think they owned a bar or a restaurant in Big Bear at one point. Oh, cool. And they invited me out. I never made it. Yeah. Um, but... Um, they were just sweet, loving people. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, DC, um, she was wonderful. Um, she, she and my father did bump heads. You know, there was that issue, of course, with, with the original uh, – with the Next Generation first episode. Yeah. But, you know, when I asked her to do an interview for Trek Nation, you know, she was hesitant at first. Mm -hmm. Because um, I think her concern was is that this was going to be another fluff piece on Gene Roddenberry. And she would have mm -hmm. to sit there and say just, you know, great man, great man, great man. I, I told her it wasn't. This is I really wanted to know the truth. I wanted to know who this man was through her eyes. Yeah. And she gave a very honest, very respectful, you know, she said this is where I disagreed. Yeah. But she was very respectful. She was great to talk to. And 
we started our, our, you know, our relationship, a friendship after that, which was nice. You know, we weren't the best of friends or anything like that, but it was nice. We could, we could call upon each other. We could talk to each other. We could talk about things because she knows I wasn't just, uh, um, out there, you know, trying to represent my, or, or, or show my father in, in most positive light possible. Sure. I was trying to show him as a human being. Sure. And so I think she had some respect for me for that. And just recently we wanted to get her involved in a project that we are hopefully doing at some point as a consultant. And, mm -hmm. and she was interested. Um, things just move slowly. And unfortunately that, that is not going to happen with, with her, yeah. her blessing. It, it's really hard to overstate her contribution to Star Trek. I mean, clearly you're, as people say, your father created the sandbox and mm -hmm. then other people get to mm -hmm. go play mm -hmm. in that sandbox. But, uh, Dorothy really developed and defined the character of Spock uh, mm. more than just about anybody else other than Leonard Nimoy, you know. Mm. Um, it, it's her writing, her inspiration, her ideas that helped shape uh, what he became. And uh, I, I read somebody the other day saying, you know, Dorothy really was the, the heart of the production of Star Trek. Mm. Your father had all these great ideas. Uh, entertainment is a collaborative medium, so you had people like Gene Kuhn and Bob Justman mm -hmm. from the early days shaping what the format would be, shaping what the ideas would be. But this human element, the, this, the, the beating heart, a lot of people said that was Dorothy. Yeah. And, and I'm so impressed. I, I just sort of have this vision in my head. Here's your dad. Here's Justman. Here's Gene Kuhn. Here's Herb Solo. It's kind of this old boys club. And here you have this young woman really holding it together, <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. And, and what I loved about her was just, she exuded this sort of toughness, mm -hmm. uh, this intelligence. And, um, even when she would come in here, this is literally just within the last few months, mm -hmm. that was the last time we saw her. Um, she would say, you know, well, this stuff is 50 years ago. I don't remember this, but she'd pick up a document and she'd be able to sort of put you exactly right back mm. where she was. Oh, yeah, well, I did this and Jean did this and here's why I wrote this. I, it was really remarkable uh, yeah. just to see her her recall on all of that. And and I, I love what you said. She she um, and I, I want to say it the right way. She 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 wasn't willing to lie down and just let anyone walk all over her. Mm hmm. And yeah, she she took changed her name to do DC because mm -hmm. she she kind of had to at the time so yeah. that people wouldn't necessarily or, recognize uh, that she's a woman or Michael Richards as uh, she went by in in some of her oh, uh, some of her of episodes. I yeah. did not know that. In fact, I went back uh, the night that we learned about her passing, and and I joked about it, but I did it. I went back and I watched the Buck Rogers episode, Planet of the Amazon Women, that she wrote co-wrote with her husband. But uh, uh, credited as Michael Richards, not as Dorothy I, Fontana. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she she was a, a tough woman who wasn't going to let anyone walk all over yeah. her, and she yeah. and she retained that, and that's, I mean, incredibly powerful. She, mm -hmm. I, I, I've 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 seen her speak to it, and uh, it's impressive. It's intimidating on some level yeah. too, but um, yeah. that that's that's a that's an incredible quality, and yeah. um, she made quite a name for herself, and she she. Hugely contributed to Star Trek and made it what it is today. Yeah. Um, and then Renee is somebody who I, I didn't get to know very well. I, I met him several times at conventions. And at the time, really, before I was working with you, uh, doing stuff for creation. Uh, so I had the opportunity to just, you know, like, shoot some interviews with him and hang out a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you said the word that he was just a sweet 
gentlemanly mm-hmm. guy. He really had this uh, genuine presence, and I always respected his talent. Of course, he was on Benson. He was very well mm-hmm. known for mm-hmm. that. I saw him on Broadway in 1986 in the mm-hmm. show Big River, which I love because I, I love Mark Twain's stories anyway. Uh, Roger Miller did the music, and he was one of the performers in that. He's to this day immortalized on the soundtrack of uh, of that uh, original cast recording. Um, but I, I love, like, you'd see him at a convention, always with a smile on his face, always with a story to tell, always just at ease around mm-hmm. everybody. Unlike some people who you feel like they come in, yep. they're sort of shuffled around and they get them out of there as soon as they can. He would sit down and it's not just an autograph, you know, he would draw Odo's bucket and do like a little cartoon or something. He's humble. He's appreciative. Yeah, he knows yeah. what he's there for and yeah. he's not bothered by the fact that so what people know him as Odo, you know? I yeah, mean, right. So I, a great human being. Yeah, yeah, he was right. Yeah. And then, uh, of course, Marina, I want to come back to that just for a second because I think most people listening to this know that uh, you knew Marina from a very young age because mm-hmm. she stayed at your parents' house in the early days of Next Gen. So she was just a family friend mm-hmm. from early on. Yeah, you know? no, she'd, she'd come over for Christmas dinners and yeah. and Michael would too. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, at, at, we, we, we have this game, um, where, you know, since my mother played her mother, uh-huh. she called me bro and I'd call her sis. Yeah. Um, but again, uh, Michael was always a part of that, you know, anytime it wasn't on set, you know, I, she'd come over and I'd see him at the house and, you know, he'd, yeah. she'd be meeting him somewhere or he'd come to pick her up. Um, just a sweet guy. Uh, I, I, and always, always. Always had sort of a joke. Always sort of a, you know what? I, I would sort of say probably uh, self-deprecating yeah. in a way. I can't really pull out any e- examples, but I really just have this sense of, of really connecting with him because he was able to make some sort of humor out of the situation. And and nice. uh, with that humor, everything would be okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I can't claim to have known him well. Uh, I'm by, by no stretch am I saying that I can just recall on the... the the, the the memories and the sentiments yeah and um another phenomenal human being yeah well our our hearts definitely go out to all of them and i you know those are the people that uh our listeners definitely know through their work know very well through their work um but i i also wanted to share this um there's somebody that a lot of our listeners probably don't know because he is a mission log listener himself and um we talk about our, our mission log mission log listenership as a family. Alan is a member of that family in a big way. And uh, for those of you who follow us on Facebook or Twitter, you've seen that over the last several months, just about every week without fail, uh, Alan has posted a Riker meme. It's hilarious. So it's Jonathan Frakes from the Factor Fiction show, you know, this freeze frame of him like out in the desert somewhere. And um, Alan will throw in a comment that'll be specific to our show, like Factor Fiction or, or What's Worse, This or That, about whatever we discussed in Mission Log. They crack me up every single time, and I love to share those out. Uh, so I imagine a lot of people in our audience uh, have seen his work, and if you haven't, go back and look for it. Well, Alan and I have been in touch, and he sent me an email uh, a couple of weeks ago as of this recording that I wanted to share with everybody here. John, this past weekend, we lost my wife, Laura, to melanoma. 
She had been fighting the disease for basically five years, but her condition recently took an unfortunate turn. Thankfully, we were able to show her tremendous love and support and provide as much comfort as possible, and now she's at peace. I'm telling you this because I want to thank you on her behalf. When I make my memes and other posts, I basically do it to amuse myself, you guys, and hopefully the other listeners. But for her, the fact that you choose to like, respond, and even retweet my goofy jokes was a source of pride. Her introverted husband was internet famous because some guys with a podcast cared enough to share his work or more honestly, the thing that he does to avoid work. The day you called me out in trivia was arguably the most excited and amused that I had seen her in a long time. So thank you for making her happy, which made me happy. I enjoy listening to you guys anyway, but you get the idea. Signed, Alan and Laura. Um, it, this is not in the interest of bringing anybody down, but I wanted to share that because, A, I, I respect Alan's talent and his humor, and, B, I'm, I'm so sorry about the loss. Mm -hmm. uh, there really, again, there aren't the right words to find in there, but uh, mainly I wanted to share it because Alan's a part of the Mission Log family. He's part of that listenership, and from the beginning, we have said that Mission Log is a dialogue, it's not just a one-way street. So it's so gratifying when we hear from people. Um, we don't get to read it all. We don't, well, I, I take that back. We but read you, it you all. You guys do a great yeah, job. Yeah, don't get to respond to it all. Yeah. Uh, but so many of these people, and, and I could name dozens of them just off the top of my head, they really have become sort of friends uh, mm -hmm. uh, through the process of doing the show. And having a connection via email and social media, uh, people that I've not met in real life may never meet in real life. Uh, but there's a, a friendship and a kinship because of this thing that we get to do. So um, I, I'm, I'm honored for that. And, and I'm honored that Alan would share his talent with me, then share something personal with me as well. And it shows how far Star Trek can go. I mean, Star Trek is a family. Um, mm -hmm. You said it, and, and you know, there's so many different ways to look at it. Um, as a young kid working as a PA on the show, uh, I, I quickly figured out that it was a family. Yeah. And I wondered if all productions were like this. And while many are, not all of them become as close as, as yeah. uh, these Star Trek shows have. And, um, of course, as you just said, what we do here... Mm -hmm. connects to Star Trek and there's a family here and I, I, I don't mean to beat people over the head with this but I think because Star Trek talks about a better humanity and a better future and it's all working together to create this better future I, I think that's the commonality which kind of binds us yeah and so uh, um, to to you know I just read that that mm -hmm. email um, it, it is it is uh, it, very impressive and it blows me away that you guys have formed this relationship yeah with with the audience yeah. and uh, I am incredibly saddened even though I don't know this gentleman at all by by his loss and I mean listen I don't want to turn anything of what we've said into any sort of soundbite so I don't want to sit here and just say to everyone I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss I mean I genuinely am so sorry for everyone's loss out there uh, and I, I don't mean to just group them either yeah like you said earlier there's no one right thing to say yeah, right um, but it's uh, it's 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 been kind of uh, hard as you said couple weeks and and this is another gentleman who 
who uh, is no lesser a victim of, of losing someone amazing in their life. Mm -hmm. And um, I am truly sorry to everyone, people I know and don't know, for their loss. Yeah. Uh, anyhow. Um, well, well said. And uh, in the interest of uh, not having the right words to say here, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I want to thank everybody for listening to that. I want to transition us out of it. Yeah, There's yeah. not a right transition, no, uh, no. but we we had to say that because that's been the news the last couple of weeks, and and we would be remiss if well, we, we didn't wanted to acknowledge, acknowledge it. it. Yeah. 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 Um, let's talk about other things. Sure. Sure. Uh, beat maybe. I'll. Um, I'll talk about the state of Mission Log at the end. I want to save that for a bit. But it's, I want to talk about Star Trek in general here for a little bit. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody the other day. Uh, he was asking, is there too much Star Trek? Because I said, okay, look, you got Discovery Season 3. We're right around the corner from Picard. We have lower decks. Uh, there's movement now on the Section 31 series. Uh, there have been other things announced or unannounced, uh, all sort of in the, the back of people's minds, e even showing up in the news again, or at least the rumor mill, uh, more Star Trek movies. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So there's so much. And I like this question, even right. though it's not incredibly creative and it's things that people have thought before. Yeah. It's a good time to ask it. Okay. So what do you, cause I, I, I'm of two minds about it, but, uh, what do you think? Well, um, having you, having heard you say it again, even though we talked about uh -huh. it briefly, uh, you know, what? I, I'm more sympathetic to the question now because, you know, I struggle with the many different versions of Star Trek out there. Um, one of my internal, uh, I don't want to say arguments, discussions, debates that I have with with friends and, and, and people in the company here mm -hmm. is what is Star Trek, mm -hmm. obviously. And there's, well, there's a Star Trek, you know, certain fans grew up with the original series with Kirk and all that. I grew up with the next generation and that's my Star Trek and people grew up with the, the, the Deep Space Nine and the rest after. Sure, yeah. And, you know, within the Star Trek universe, these are all fairly different shows. Yeah, there are many similarities, of course, all based on the same concept, but they have, let me just say they have their differences. Yeah. And some more significant than others. Yeah. And so I, I, I often struggle with, you know, whether it's Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Enterprise, anything after Next Generation is that Star Trek because I grew yeah. up with the Next Generation and that style of Star yeah. Trek, that philosophy of Star Trek. And, and I will say, being the son of my father um, and my father having direct impact on the Next Generation, that that is, in my opinion, more Roddenberry Star Trek than some of the other shows. Not to say they don't have their episodes and they sure. are, not to say they're not Star Trek. I'm just saying in terms of Roddenberry, um, I, I will say that. But again, that is just my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do not lay down the law in this area. Um, but it is making me think, is there too much? Are we, um, uh, I want to say desaturating, but are we, are we creating a, a world of Star Trek that's too broad? Yeah. Like Star Trek should be, in my opinion, something that causes us to think, uh, to be inspired, to, to be analytical about social issues, mm -hmm. to look at both sides, to be objective, to be accepting, not just tolerant of other points of view. Does Star Trek always do that? Are we going down a road where it might veer further away from that? And then is it Star Trek anymore? Uh, I, I, I'm talking broadly here. Yeah. Currently, I would say, no, there's not too much. Currently, I would say we haven't gone too far we haven't left Star Trek entirely in a way that I'd say 
shows aren't Star Trek. I think everything out there is pretty much Star Trek and that everyone has their own definition. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, every now and then when I hear a rumor about someone doing Star Trek out there that I don't know if they can, I wonder, uh, you know, is that going to stay, take Star Trek in a completely different direction? And is it going to be just entertainment, no longer something that inspires or, yeah. or, or causes us to think? So I didn't give you an answer. If you listen to me carefully, <laughs> I didn't answer any part of the question. <laughs> well, no, um, this is a tough thing to talk about. We, we did this in Vegas a few years yeah, ago yeah. Where, where we tried to define what is Star Trek or a better question, is it Star Trek? It's so difficult to answer. And part yeah. of the problem with art and Star Trek is art is that once you create it, you abandon it. it. It's out there to the world for the world to interpret. Mm -hmm. It's not for you to come along and say, oh, no, 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 that this is the thing that I did. You're getting it wrong or you're getting mm -hmm. it right. Um, once it's created, now it's for everybody else to discuss and pick apart. And I'm, I'm fully of a mind to let the creatives be creative and push boundaries and do whatever they need to do because then everybody else is going to pick it apart. Sure, sure. Um, I, I kind of, I'm almost at a similar place with Star Wars now, where, yeah, yeah. so you and I both grew up with the yeah. original trilogy. I don't know how you feel about the prequels. I, you know, I, I've been very, I love Star Wars. Okay. So I'm very, <laughs> uh, forgiving is like too dramatic of a word, but I'm very forgiving. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, certain things I don't like. Okay. I'm, I guess I'm kind of fine. It was hard for me to get through them like a third time. Yeah. So I don't love them. I'll I, say I don't love them. I, I mostly don't like them. Right. And then uh, with the new Star Wars movies, there's a lot about those that I don't like either. Yeah. But here's the thing. In a different way. Yeah, in a different way. But yeah. but then then I found The Mandalorian and I was like, oh, now, now maybe this is my Star Wars. Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know, everything else out there, it's still Star Wars. It's Star Wars for somebody. But now I found my Star Wars that connects with me in a way that the original trilogy did, that I'm yeah, excited yeah. about in the way that I was excited about the original trilogy. I haven't seen it. Oh, well. Mandal Mandalorian. Yeah, I'm, you, I'm you, you got to binge it. I've got to binge it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it, it's a very different take and it's a very different focus and I think that's what's cool about it. And the way I'm talking about that is hopefully the way that I can think about Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Now, part of my job here is to watch and absorb and discuss Star Trek. Yeah. But and I stay objective. And stay objective. Which you, know, you guys do very well. Eh, kind of, you know. Yeah. But but hopefully what happens is that there is so much Star Trek coming that people will be able to focus on the one that makes yeah. sense to them. Star Trek isn't just the one thing. It might be for somebody this series, for somebody else. It might be Lower Decks. Uh, it might be something else. Yeah. I, I want all of those to succeed on their own terms. Yeah, no, yeah, I you totally know. agree. I, and I, I'm working on my own objectivity as well. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think, uh, and I agree with you, it, you know, once art is created, it is, it is open to people to interpret. Mm -hmm. um, the only time I would say Star Trek is not Star Trek is if it goes purely for entertainment, just yeah, for entertainment, yeah, yeah. and doesn't at least bring up some sort of issue that makes you think or social issue or, or, sure. or puts a character in a position where they have to look at two sides of a situation. And, and that's very broad and it gives you plenty to work with still. Yeah. But um, that's where I would drop the line. If it's purely a good guy and a bad guy and the good guy finds the bad guy, kills the bad guy. End of story. End of story. That, yeah. that would be uh, not Star Trek by my definition. Yeah. 
Well, see, here's where we get to a very interesting and very difficult conversation about Star Trek, though. I think within Star Trek, and if we say that TOS laid the groundwork, mm -hmm. you know, within TOS, you have episodes that are just yeah. purely entertainment. And even Wrath of Khan, you say, okay, well, that's a good guy killing a bad guy after an epic space battle. Yeah. There is some rumination about growing older, mm -hmm. you know, but is the movie about that? And the movies typically uh, have so. been more action. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. They typically yeah. have been more action. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's it's tough to say. I like to think that um, uh, Star Trek's umbrella is very big. Yeah. But hopefully, we we narrow down and we focus on the things that are about. I I, I would say maybe my definition. I know that you're very into the like the social political commentary. I'm sort of more focused on what does this say about being human. Like, mm -hmm. what is humanity's place in the universe? Uh, to me, that's sort of what Star Trek's mission is or, or goal mm -hmm. is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I don't think those things are mutually exclusive. I think that I just find my focus drifting that way. Yeah. I think it's yeah. fear on my part. And, and I, I trust me, I am one to think it's foolish for people to live in fear, especially in the, <laughs> in the political climate we live in and everything going on in today's thing. I, yeah. I, I think people should certainly not have any uh, fear-based mentality. However, I think when Star Trek, maybe it is. Are we creating so much Star Trek? I'm refining his question a bit. Mm -hmm. That the core ideas of Star Trek um, that were in the earlier Star Treks, the original Next Generation, might those get lost through the various imp interpretations by new creatives that come mm. on board? So mm -hmm. Star Trek 20 years from now, 50 years from now, uh, those individuals going back and looking at today's Star Trek and, of course, uh, the ones before that, is it getting further and further away from the kind of show where after people watch it, they come up to you at a convention and they say, Star Trek inspired me. You, you, you know right. this story. I mean, right. this, this is where this all comes from for me. Not because any personal experience where Star Trek has inspired me, but because the conventions and the fans that I have met, yeah. countless have come up to me and said Star Trek inspired me. Whether it's a disability they have, a, 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 a family issue... Uh, how how they were raised, whatever their background was, they were they were they felt in a place where they couldn't, mm -hmm. and Star Trek made them believe they could. Yeah. Once Star Trek stops doing that, then I think it stops being Star Trek. So I think it's a fear based thing that are we getting too far away from that? Will yeah. will the interpretations, will the, the new renditions of Star Trek? not have that I in the future. So, well, and I think there's something very interesting though about how Star Trek is made now. If you go back to the 60s and into the 90s, the expectation was okay, a season is somewhere between, yeah. you know, 26 and 30 episodes and you have the odd movie here and there. Um, I was talking to somebody about Picard and I said, "Look, the first season of Picard is 10 episodes. And then maybe there's a second season, maybe there's a third season." I'm not going to hold my breath for more beyond that. Yeah. But then at the end of those three seasons, you have the equivalent of one season of TOS or TNG. Yeah. I'm actually fine with that. I really am because then it stops being precious. It stops being, well, this is the be all end all. This is the very definition of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. I can get my 30 hours of that story that, that tells the Picard arc or whatever we're going to mm -hmm. tell there. Mm -hmm. And then I can go watch this other thing. 
Yeah, you yeah. get it, you know. So it's uh, yeah. little bits all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love that. I, 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 I agree. Yeah, I, I think that's what's cool about present day Star Trek compared yeah. to Star Trek 25 years ago, 30 years ago, or 50 years ago. Yeah, um, yeah I, dare, I dare say it, but I, lo- I love the Marvelizing of Star Trek. Yeah. And I, I know some people would cringe and say, that's not what they're <laughs> doing. And I, I, I'm being vague here. I love the idea that within the universe of Star Trek, they're looking at different stories. Granted, right now they're yeah. all related, but how cool would it be if they got into, and I'm not giving any hints here, but if there was a Klingon story, if there was a... Uh, whatever if there was just stories in different pockets in different times that all webbed and connected to you know what star trek is i I would i would love that and i think they're they're going down that road um i mean they certainly are right now i just don't know how how far they're going to reach into that universe yeah well it's funny that was my hope when we knew that Star Trek would come back to the small screen in some way but but before Really, we knew that it was going to be Discovery specifically. Mm-hmm. I kind of always hoped, like, well, look, there's a lot of freedom. You could do, uh, you know, three six-hour miniseries and one set in this time and one set in another mm-hmm. time and one follows this character or that character. Now we're sort of getting that but on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. You've got this story that did take place in the 2250s and now will take place 900 years in the future. And you've got Picard taking place 25 years after Nemesis. Yeah. So we're getting these slices, but we're getting a season of that story. Yeah. And with animation, I also feel like kind of the sky's the limit. You could do yeah. whatever. So. Yeah. No, All I right. don't think Star Trek's going anywhere anytime soon. No, no, no. That's good. That's good. Um, any other thoughts about Star Trek before we move on to uh, um, Mission Log stuff? Because uh, nothing. I, I mean, I, I'm. I could say something about you know, it's the Picard's looking good, and I'm, yeah, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited for everyone to see it. Good. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Right. That's um, right around the corner. So yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I was saying that. As if we weren't recording. Should I actually say that? No? Uh, I, we were recording, okay. and uh, you're fine. All right. You said it. I said it. Picard's looking good. Picard's looking good, everyone. <laughs> just just want to let you know. Um, I think those of you out there who are Next Gen fans and uh, and beyond are definitely going to appreciate it. It is, uh, it is different from Next Generation, but it still holds true to the Picard character. And, of course, that universe, um, I, I think everyone's going to really enjoy it. Cool. Good. Well, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Mission Log a little bit. So, um, it's been going on for a little while too. It has been, it has been. So seven plus years and, and now we're in the transition period. Transition where, period. uh, hiring a new co-host. Yeah. And, uh, that's been interesting because it's been, I mean, I, I'm honored. I'm flattered that so many people have reached out and said, how do I get on on this? And I, I've tried to answer as many of those as humanly possible and audition people and interview mm-hmm. people. Uh, you've listened to a lot of those and, um, it's been fun. It's been interesting to get people's takes on an episode or two. You know, it's bittersweet. Yeah, of course. You know, I know you and Ken had your sort of goodbye show and at least Mm -hmm. talked about it. Um, I, I, I love you and Ken. Um, and I love you and Ken as people. (laughs) (laughs) I love you and Ken, um, as the hosts of Mission Log. Yeah. Um, the 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 only thing I take credit for on the show is is putting you guys together, and you made. The, but and the reason I take credit is because you guys made magic happen, as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, the the bittersweet part of it is the bittersweet part of right now is in listening to these people uh, come in 
and uh, uh, give us their demos. Mm -hmm. um, I'm I'm pleasantly surprised by there are some real good candidates out there. Oh yeah. I am saddened, and I don't want to say saddened. I always knew it would be different, but the, you know there is no Ken, mm -hmm. and we weren't trying to get another Ken. No. But you know Ken is just so good. He he will be missed certainly by me. I know um, mm -hmm. many, if not all, of mm -hmm. of the listeners. Um, and and that's not to be disparaging about any of our new candidates. Right. Yeah. They are great too. It's just it's exciting and scary and sad and wonderful. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm I would say exciting most of all because there are a few that we're looking at right now that we're both I think pretty excited about. Yeah. And uh, we're taking it sort of to the next level. Uh, one you had a conversation with earlier, I think, shortly at the top of this uh, episode, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. How, yeah. How, how is that? Uh, not, how did that it's, go? It's not looking good. It's not looking it's good. Not oh, looking okay. good for well, that one. Um, that, that, that one might be out then. <laughs> right. Uh, but I, I will say this: you know, uh, what a lot of people in Mission Log Land maybe don't know is that this has been a reality that we've been discussing and mm -hmm. and maybe wrapping our heads around for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. And uh, after the initial kind of shakeup. I've been fully of a mind to embrace change. Mm -hmm. And what's been great is auditioning people from all walks of life, mm -hmm. you know, uh, men, women, older, younger, different backgrounds. That has been truly enlightening and a great process. And right now we, we've narrowed it down, but we haven't actually picked the final person. Yeah. So yeah. that that's still an ongoing thing. That actually leads into then what I want to let people know about for uh, for what's coming up on Mission Log. Because this episode comes out on a Thursday as a supplemental show. The week after, you'll actually hear me and Ken when we sat down with John Delancey. Mm -hmm. And that was so wonderful and enlightening. And we barely talked about Star Trek. Uh, but John has so much going on where he's, uh, he's doing speeches, talking about, uh, uh, secular and scientific concerns of his. So that's great. Did he talk about any of his boat trips? Uh, no, you know what's funny? Uh, he and I, before we actually recorded, we, we were bonding about ocean liners and sailing and okay, all this yeah. stuff. And we did some pretty uh, crazy trips on, on a, on a sailboat going, you know, across the entire Pacific. Anyhow, we don't uh, need to go down that road, but something that I was just, cause yeah. you know, when you think, you know, someone and yeah. I, I know him, but I don't, you know, not buddies. Yeah, and then yeah. you hear something they did and you're like, Oh my God, yeah. I would never think that you would be someone who would do that. Right. He's the kind of guy that every time I talk to him, he brings up a topic and I'm like, Really? <laughs> you did that? So, so I look forward to hearing this interview. He's as well. a fascinating guy, yeah, yeah. and yeah, there was just so much to talk about uh, on mic and off mic, and I can't wait to talk to him again sometime. He's he's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so everybody, look out for that. That'll be out on December nineteenth. Uh, that's the Thursday. And then we're off for two weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, the live show and the regular show will be off um, the week of Christmas and the week of New Year's. So everybody go have fun. Yeah. And Boxing uh, Day and Festivus. Yeah, and, and, for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, happy Solstice. Happy Hanukkah. We're honoring happy, every uh, holiday. Every holiday we can possibly get in. Then when we roll around to the first week of January, um, we'll have, of course, the live show will come back. And uh, what's been fun about the live show is having these temporary co well, not not temporary, but I look at it as a rotating cast of mm -hmm, co-hosts mm -hmm. uh, with the idea that the live show can take on many permutations yeah. and I can take some time off from it every now and then, yeah. which will be great. Um, then first week of January, we should be doing another roundtable with me and you and whoever our new host is going to be. Yep. 
Just intro that. Yeah. And and ladies and gentlemen, as John said, at this point, we still actually don't have any idea. Uh, There's, there's, I I think we can say there's three candidates. Doesn't mean Mm -hmm. there aren't more that might pop up, but right now there's three solid candidates and, and we're, we're taking the, the continuing steps to, to flesh it out and, and see in our opinion, mm-hmm. um, which which one will be the next co-host? And and I want to let you guys know. And, and I, I I I can speak for John, but I won't in this case. Just, <laughs> but I think he'll agree. You know, we're not trying to find. My big note to John is always: I'm not trying to find another yes person, a yes man, a yes woman, right. someone who sits there and and nods. You know, every time John makes a point about an episode, I, I don't want them to always just say yes. Now, they're probably going to be of like minds, mostly, um, just as John and Ken were. But uh, every now and then, I I want them to uh, have a disagreement, and and of course, I'm not asking for hostility or anything. Like, oh, you know what? I yeah, never yeah. heard of it that way. I never thought of it that way, yeah. uh, John. I, I I'm you know I always thought this way, and and to have that, and that's where I've always found Mission Log to be at its strongest is when there's two uh, opposing is not the right word, but two counterpoints of view, two valid counterpoints of view that allow me to see that that topic in two different ways that I normally wouldn't. Yeah, and that is the most valuable thing I think about what we do on this show, and so I'm I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, same. Um, it's funny; it always cracks me up when when we'll get emails from people say, like, "I'm usually on Team Ken," or "I usually agree with John." I'm like, we're not competing, yeah. <laughs> you know. But but I, I get it because we we do want to be analytical mm-hmm. and uh, we like to pose good questions to each other, mm-hmm. and I, I hope that's uh, what we continue to do. That is the mission of Mission Log mm-hmm. as we go forward, is just to make sure that even if we're coming from similar-ish points of view, similar-ish backgrounds, we can look at an episode and really pick it apart and really challenge the other person. Mm-hmm, well, what mm-hmm. do you think is going on here? Mm-hmm. And is that okay with you? Does that sit right with you? Yeah. So, um, look, man, that, that's all I got for today. Uh, I don't know if there's no, no, that's good. anything else in the end here to say other than uh, thank you for everybody who has been well, listening not only to this show, uh, but to Mission Log, who's been with us. Uh, you know, it amazes me when I hear from people who say I've been with you from the beginning. Mm-hmm. It amazes me when I hear from people who say, I found you three months ago, and I've binged every episode. Yeah, that's incredible. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah, that, <laughs> that that's is, incredible. That is entirely too much mission log. Please go do something else and then come back. You yeah. know? And, and don't worry. The, we'll, we'll keep mission log going for another, uh, I don't know, eight, nine, ten years. Well, as long as they keep making Star Trek. It's There's always much, new uh, Star Trek. It's pretty yeah, much yeah. never end. Though, and, right? and that was always the goal is to create the format to analyze Star Trek. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I will be around for a long time. But if not, the show keeps evolving. It keeps growing. And I'm going to say this and, and just to give a hint out there, but it may not happen. Mm-hmm. And you're probably going to get mad at me for saying this. Okay. But, you know, I, I do feel strongly that there is a solid format with Mission Log. Yes. I, I wouldn't say anything revolutionary, but yeah. I mean, it's it's a solid format that works really well. We were just talking about, yeah. should we tweak anything? And I think we're both sitting there saying like, well, not really. Yeah, not um, a whole lot. I, I, I believe this format could work on other shows. Yeah. Now, I know morals, myths, and meanings doesn't always fit into other shows. Um, and, and that there might need to be a tweak on what the conclusion is. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I want to let you guys all know that, that, that John and I are often talking about certainly different podcasts we can do. Yeah. But different shows, different ways to bring Mission Log into different shows. Yeah. 
And uh, we've got a few ideas out there. And I, I think what really spurred this on, at least in my mind, was with all the talent that we've heard with these demos to be the next co-host yes. has made me realize, oh my goodness, well, they may not work for Mission Log, but they would be great at this series or right. something or, or something different that had this this uh, uh, right. format. So, so we're continuing to come up with ideas. We're continuing to uh, – uh, John and Ken – well, John now – is is he's reading all the emails, listens to what you guys say, often responds, is really mm -hmm. um, paying attention, and I think together we're able to to really see a much bigger, um, a, a bigger idea to the Roddenberry Podcast Network than just Mission Log. Yeah, um, this will of course be the flagship and continue to be the flagship, but uh, I think there's, I guess, what I'm saying is there's there's a lot more to come. Yeah, I'm excited about that. That, yeah, that is yeah. sort of the goal for next year is, you know, we, we've been incrementally growing and adding shows, creating some shows. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a real focus and a real emphasis on uh, developing new and interesting ideas. And, and like you said, a lot of that has just come from the auditions that we've mm -hmm. heard and thought, ooh, boy, and that person would be great over yeah. here talking about this thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's quality, right? I mean, it's yeah. not, we're, we're not going for quantity. Granted, yeah. we might have a number of shows right now, yeah. but – it is important for us to have quality. And, and again, as yeah. you both just said, yeah. the quality of what we've heard from some of these demos is really spot on. So And, I, and I, groping on Star Trek. I mean, that, that's something yeah, that, that is Trek, worth of repeating. Sure. People know Roddenberry because of Star Trek, but Roddenberry is more than Star Trek. And mm -hmm. just the idea of being able to provide this kind of analytical entertainment, that can go in all sorts of directions. Mm -hmm. So we really want people to... Stick with us and see what's coming there. Yeah. Um, man, I mean, to your point, the format, it, it worked on the love boat. I, <laughs> I, I did. I don't know if you ever heard it. I did the uh, oh, Lido deck, right. the right. love boat podcast with uh, Bill and Dan from Trek Geeks. And we just, as a joke, we were like, Look, we can take the mission log format and do the love boat. And damn it, it worked. It works. It, it worked. Works. It was, I, I, I'm still oh. waiting to do the next one. It's been like five years and I'm still waiting I'm not sure we'll one. be jumping into episodes of or episodes of Love Boat yet, but but maybe not under the Roddenberry name, but yeah, but, but just yeah. to say the format works. Rod, thank you so much. It's Thanks been a pleasure me, as always. Thank you, and uh, everybody out there listening, uh, we'll see you very soon. Hey, and those of you who are listening right now, there's there is the the Patreon stream right yes. now. This is the first time I've done this, and there's been a camera on me. Yes, and I apologize to everyone <laughs> in Patreon who's had to watch me. Um, it's on cameras on both of us, by the way. But yes. I just want to let you guys know if you guys want to see the the video stream of this, uh, please join our Patreon program, and John can tell you about yeah, that. Uh, Patreon.com slash mission log if you want to see the adorable nuke the office puppy. Um, that, oh, I love that. I love that. With the head, the head the just Look at that. straight up. Yeah. Uh, and asleep you can see a few minutes ago couch. when Trevor interrupted us. Yeah, you get I to forgot see to turn on the recording light. All the behind the scenes it's, stuff. Yeah. You get all of that at patreon.com slash mission log. So, uh, join us there where we, uh, we're trying to post more and more video. Uh, whenever somebody comes in for this show or Trek files, recording a bit of video to be able to tease it out there to the audience. So um, join us there. And, of course, join us at podcast.roddenberry.com where you will find Mission Log, Mission Log Live, The Trek Files, Women at War, Priority One, Daily Star Trek News, and Shabam, all at podcast.roddenberry.com. And uh, we'll see you all very soon. Take care, everyone. Love you all.
podcast.roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.